0: Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond.
1: Good afternoon and thank you for joining on air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. It's Tuesday. uh, What is it? Uh, January 31st. One more day to February. Whatever that means for you. But uh, show number 194. So thank you guys so much for, you know rolling with me for uh, 194 shows. We're on the countdown here to show number 200. Uh what am I going to do for show number 200? Uh probably nothing, but you know, it's it's good to it's just a good milestone to get to right and move forward. But no, I'm I'm very happy and blessed that I, I was even able to do show number 1, right? And I always share this with people that the average length of a podcast uh, they only go six episodes and I've already amassed 194. So I'm, I'm very ha- happy, thankful, and grateful that, um, like I said, I have a lot to talk about and people actually listen to me and watch me. So I do appreciate So thank you guys so much for that. And I just give you guys, you know, because it's all about y'all. It's not about me. Uh, it's about the people that support me over the, over the years, uh, three or four years that I've been doing this. So, I do appreciate it and I don't take it lightly, but anyway, enough of that, enough of that mushy stuff. But, um, let's see, this, this is on air with Russell of hotels. I am Russell Edmond. I, 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 forget my, you know, sometimes I forget my name cause I, I normally don't go and say, Hey, my whole government name is Russell Edmond. Right. But anyway, that is me. That is my name. I do go by Russell of hotels, but, uh, actually i name myself russell of hotels and then people sometimes say hey you're russell of hotels yeah that's me okay so but anyway but um this show is live on linkedin as well as live on youtube and it's a podcast so it's going on at the same time the audio portion is being recorded and then once this is over you know about an hour or so i upload it to my um um, the podcast platforms and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, it's there. So you can, you know, take me on the go if you want to, or however you want to, however you want to do it, you can do whatever you can listen, you can watch uh, whatever you do. I appreciate it. So thank you so much. And I do welcome uh, for people that don't know this. I welcome interaction. Right. Um, you guys have a little chat box somewhere on LinkedIn or YouTube. Feel free to make comments and, and, you know, let me know where you are tuning in from. So I, because I do appreciate that. And I do mention you. And if it's something significant, if it's somebody I know, like, you know, and I got a little story about them, I'll, I'll share that story too. And this is all good, right? It's all good. It's all in fun. Uh, you know, part of this show is, is entertainment purposes also right is it's educational and entertainment as well so hopefully you know for somebody and that's what you want to do you want to kind of mix things up you just don't want to give a bunch of information you know you want to give you know you want to be a little fun about it but anyway hey i'm in hollywood today right so live from on top of the um godfrey hotel in hollywood that's where that picture's from right so um I mean, if you want to see the Hollywood sign, they have a rooftop, just, you know, just a little information about the Godfrey. Um, they have a rooftop bar and actually they have two rooftop bars. Um, and you can just sit out there and just chill and then see views like this. Today is actually a clear day. Yesterday was raining, right? So I'm like, wow, what the heck happened? Well, yeah, it rained on and off yesterday. But overnight, I guess that would have been uh Sunday night into Monday morning uh, was raining um, so but anyway, that's something. They, and they say it never rains in Southern California. Yeah, right. That, that's a bunch of crop or crack. Crap. OK, crack. Anyway. But yeah, so that's where this picture is from. Uh, like I said, live on top of the um, Godfrey Hotel, which is probably one of the newest hotels in Hollywood, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, ever in Hollywood, ever need to be close to Hollywood. Godfrey Hotel. Check it out. Um, let's see what else. So I just wanted to mention that because I'm sure people are like, normally he has an office, he's in the office, but no, today it's outside. want to get, you know, that Hollywood thing going on, the mountains, the little greenery, all that kind of stuff, some buildings over there. So, but anyway, so there you go. Let's get, let's jump into some industry, industry stuff. Do-do-do, do-do-do. And, you know, I always, you know, throw, you know, things out here that I want to talk about because it makes it easier for me. Right. That's what it's all about. It's all about just throwing things out here, some bullet points and you're like, huh, what does that mean? Okay. Well, I'm going to get to it. Don't worry about it. Don't hire in desperation. Hire smart. Take your time to hire the right person. What? Okay. This is where this came from. Okay. So I, today I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and, and colleague, um, Rosie Bell Vega. Okay. She's uh, the director of housekeeping at the Torrance Holiday Inn here in California, here in right outside of Los Angeles. So uh, we used to work together some years ago. So we still keep in touch. And, you know, uh, she asked me questions and I n- normally answer or give her what I think on certain things. But anyway, I was having a conversation with her this morning. and I was asking her, hey, because um, she was having issues with finding, you know, room attendants. Right. After COVID and all that stuff, you know, people wouldn't come back to work. I said, well, how's your, um, your staff now? She said, Oh, I only have maybe one person to hire now. And, but because there was a long, long drawn out, you know, situation that she was dealing with over there because on one hand, you know, you're, you're short staff and you want to hire people. Right. And, but on the second hand, you want to like, I want to hire the right person. I don't want to just hire a warm body because the warm bodies more likely don't work out. OK, so so she's fighting internally with maybe not just maybe internally with herself, but maybe with her, say, her general manager or whatever, like, hey, or HR director or whatever. Hey, I want to hire the right person. Right. I don't want to just be, keep hiring people because people that are just there for, you know, just to be a warm body, they do not work out. They didn't last for her. So she learned and said, you know what? I'm going to take my time and hire the right person. Somebody that wants to be here, somebody that knows what the job entails and somebody that maybe has some experience doing it before, maybe uh, at another hotel or maybe uh, from the same hotel. Maybe it's just been a couple of years since that person had been there. So she wanted to take her time. So i like, I understand. but and But with that decision that she made, she knew she would have to, she would have to do a lot of work. Right. And I told her, I said, housekeeping, I said, it's not an easy thing. Right. Especially during, you know, because of COVID and all that stuff, you're going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of hands on work for you. You know, cleaning rooms, checking rooms, all those kind of things that, you know, as a manager, we think or a director, you think we got away from that. But no. But I told her, I said, hey, this is what's going to happen. I mean, you know, is Yeah, you want to get the right people in there. But, you know, in that process of getting the right people in there, you're going to have to do a lot of the work yourself. And that's what happened. But it's okay. She was okay with that. She was willing to take on that risk. Right. Of, okay, well, then I got to work that I got to put the time in. I got to, you know, put some sweat equity. But I'm not just going to hire people just because they come off the street. And just because my GM or H.R. director is trying to pressure me to just to hire anybody, you know, what I mean, so. I appreciate that. I respect that um, be, because at the end of the day, it's her department, right? And at the end of the day, she's the one that's called on the carpet when stuff don't go wrong, right? It's not them, right? So she took it upon herself, say, Hey, I'm going to wait and I'm going to hire the right person. I'm not going to hire in desperation because she would say, you know, I don't want to be desperate. You know, I am desperate, but I don't want to be desperate just to hire a warm body. So she told me this morning, and I kind of paraphrased it for her, and I just said, I'm going to mention that today on the show. Is that okay? And I'll give you credit, of course, right? So she said, don't hire in desperation. Hire smart. Take your time to hire the right person. And now she says she only has one person to hire. So she, when, when I first started talking about this, When she first started at this hotel, which is a little bit over a year ago, um, she had like eight, eight housekeepers, eight uh, room attendants. Right. So now she has twenty five and she needs one more. So that take her up to twenty six. So because before they were carrying over rooms because they couldn't clean a lot of rooms, they have to carry them over, you know, as they started gradually increasing occupancy. Of course, you try to bring more people on. But a lot of these people, they would she would interview them. You know, they just, uh, set up a date that they would start and they would come for one day and didn't come back the next day or they wouldn't show up at all. So, you know, and I and I hear this conversation is just not unique to to Rosie Bell at her hotel, but it's unique to a lot of hotels nationwide. Right. Not just in housekeeping, but, you know, across the board, front office, you know, food and beverage, all. um all departments are uh, 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 basically experiencing the same kind of stuff. Right. But now it's getting a little better. People are wanting to come back to work, which is great for the industry. OK, so I just want to share that. So don't hire in desperation. Hire smart. Take your time. Hire the right person. And that came from Rosie Van Vega. So I appreciate her for Taking her time and, and, and sharing that information with me. Hey, you guys can make comments, right? Did I say that already? Yeah, feel free to make your comments. Um and just let me know that you're there. That would be nice. Um, let's see, move on. Uh OPEC, I mean OPEC. <laughs> IPEC is over. Now what? Have we followed up? Okay, now what does that mean? Okay. I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but I was in last. Well, maybe you do know that. I don't know, but if you didn't, I'm going to tell you last week. So last Tuesday, I didn't have the show. I did not do on air with Russell hotels on Tuesday. I actually did it on Friday, but that, you know, the Friday has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, but um, okay. So I was at IPEC, which is independent planner, um, independent planners, educational conference. Okay. It's put on by North North star meeting. So, north star meetings is, is 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 a great organization uh they do they do ipec they do a couple others i think they do the de- do they do the destinations too the maybe the destinations west and east and north and south and all those but ipec and they do one sports cut con- at least one sports related conference as well but yeah check out North star, if you're a meeting planner or you're a hotel person that goes to these kind of trade shows, you need to check out North star. Okay. But anyway, IPEG is for independent planners. So I was just at their conference last week. Hey Dylan, how are you? Thank you so much for, uh, for joining. Um, and you know, you have appointments, you meet with people, things like that. And one thing that has happened to me in the past is that when I come back, um, my job is to so you see all these cards right here. I have all these cards, right? These are all business cards. These are people that I met with. Either I had appointments with them or I met them, you know, in and, in and around the hotel or in and around the meeting space or on, um, you know, outside ventures that we do, you know, that kind of, those kind of networking things that we do, you know, having a cocktail, whatever. So I have all these cards, right? Well, what I do when I come back, I compile all these cards and I put them in my um, Salesforce. Okay, Salesforce is an automated tool that I use. A lot of people use it, but some small businesses use it to make sure you organize, keep organized, right? So I put little notes on my cards and I put those notes into Salesforce, right? So I log all these cards. So if it's like, I don't know, probably 20 cards, I make sure I put these in because now I have a resource, right? So if a client of mine, because I do hotel site selection, right? That's one of the things that I do. Hotel site selection is basically uh, I assist companies and organizations, or even individuals, with finding hotels nationwide, if not international, with finding the right hotel for their meeting, their convention, their conference, their retreat, or whatever sporting event, whatever it is. Um, like if they somebody want to go to Memphis, Tennessee, I say, hey, I just I'll just stay at the Peabody. You know what about the Peabody? Or what about the Hyatt-centric, which is down the street from the Peabody? So what about the Sheraton, which is attached to the convention center? So those are things that I know about Memphis, right, that I did not know before because I had been to Memphis before, but it was on a personal thing. So when you go, on, when you go to, when you go to um, these trips, these business trips, and they're like an IPEC or North Star meetings or whatever, you get exposed to the entire destination, right, and what that destination has to offer, Right. Um, so now I can intelligently talk to someone else that may be interested in that particular region. And I say, hey, well, have you ever thought about Memphis? And you kind of can explain some of the things that from my experience. Right. So now I have experience and I can talk about it. So. Um, why did I say that? I don't even know. But um, but anyway, so I have all these cards, right, that I put in. And like I said, I put them in my Salesforce, and then I can always go back to that. So if somebody says Memphis, I can go back and look at, you know, basically use the title Memphis and boom, it'll pop up. Because I not only have information on Memphis hotels, but I have at least one or two contacts with Memphis. Um, What is it called? I guess it's just called Travel Memphis or Memphis Travel. OK, so this is. One person's card. This is JJ Greer. He's a director of sports and events. So if I have a sports team that's coming to Memphis, I call JJ and say, hey, Uh, he's my, you know, my uh, CVB or DMO contact. DMO stands for Destination Management Organization. So a DMO is basically the tourism arm of that city, okay, of that destination. Right. So every meeting planner or every hotel site selection person like myself if, so, if I'm sourcing out something, meaning I'm, I have an RFP for a client and I'm giving it to a destination, you should first source out the CVB. Okay, that's what I do. So if I had a sports team that was interested in going to Memphis, I would first source out J.J. Greer because why? He's the director of sports and events for Visit Memphis or Memphis Travel. So boom, there you go. So if I, you know if I just threw these cards away, you know, which I do after I input them, you know, but if I just threw it away before I even input them, then I would I forget about JJ. Right. But it behooves me to to have a, a a large database of people that I can contact now. And I always put notes to where I met them. Right. So that's what I do. So and if I if I have notes on here where I have to follow up with somebody, this is the time for me to do. So this whole week is de- designated to input these things, write my notes and get back to people that I'm supposed to get back to. Okay. So that's me as a meeting planner, right? Or a hotel site selection person. Now as a hotel person or a DMO person, excuse me, um, I've been on that side too. So now the work starts now, right? All the fun was last week for both of us, right? But the work starts now. When you get back in the office, you have to start whatever your system is. That's what you have to do. If you have, I don't know, Delphi or whatever the 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 um the platforms that hotel people or DMOs use, they need to do the same thing and they need to follow up with people. Because sometimes we tend to forget that, you know, we spend all this money going to these shows. We had to fly there. We had to pay uh, a fee a con- uh, to, to attend the conference. We had to pay a fee a booth fee. We had to pay for our room as well. Right, we had to pay for transportation, they and they paid for us to come basically. Right, so you want to make sure you're getting your ROI that return on your investment. So, when I say IPEC is over, it's not IPEC, I'm just using it as a show. Whatever shows you attend, they're over. Now, what do you do? You have to follow up with people. Now, if you don't follow up with people, I think you're missing the boat because, and I'm gonna get to something in a minute when I finish this segment, I'm gonna click on one other thing. And I got a couple of people I'm going to thank. And the first person I'm going to thank is the first person and the only person that has responded that has sent me like a nice meeting you kind of thing. You know, thank you for dropping by my booth. Thank you for the appointment kind of thing. So. I'm waiting to see how many people are actually going to actually going to follow up and and say, hey, it was nice meeting you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Here's some more information. Uh, Maybe we can get on a call, that kind of thing, whatever. When you have something in our area, uh, please don't hesitate to call. Whatever the case is, people need to respond. Hotel people, DMO people, CVB people, tourism people need to respond. Okay, that's part of the follow-up, right? You spend all this money, that's part of the follow-up, okay? So that's why I'm saying uh, the show's over, now what do I do? Have you followed up? So, so there you go, but I'm going to mention a couple of people. So I've mentioned JJ Greer director of sports and, and, and entertainment or sports and events with Memphis sports council. Okay. So I'm going to mention him. He bought me a cocktail. Okay. So we were out on bourbon, uh, on bill street and at a, one of these, uh, juke joints, a bar, whatever with entertainment, he bought me a drink. So I got to mention him. So thanks JJ. I appreciate the drink. Um, Graceland, Sonia Smith, Sonia Smith. She's a group sales manager with Graceland, you know, Elvis Presley's place, you know, the hotel and the resort and all that, all that comes along with it. I met her um, because I wasn't familiar with Graceland. So I, I I didn't take the tour of Graceland. I I, I chose something else to do. Uh, Actually, Graceland was the most popular one. So I didn't get, I didn't get on it. So, but Sonia Smith, I want to thank her for just the information she gave me on Graceland. And, Ana Lara Bassetta, CMP, CTA, Director of Sales at Travel Santa Ana. I didn't even know there's a Travel Santa Ana. So I want to thank her because I set up an appointment with her because I didn't know that there was a Travel Santa Ana. So Santa Ana, California, which is in Orange County, they have their own CVB or DMO, Destination Marketing Organization, like I mentioned. Um, So she's responsible for the hotels in the Santa Ana area. I didn't even know they existed. So Anna, Anna Laura Bacetta, CMP, Director of Sales. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm gonna reach out to you because I want to come out and see exactly because I do some business in Santa Santa Ana. So um I just want to reach out to you or you know follow up the conversation. So that, that's what it's about, right? That's it's, it's about that. It's about following up. Dylan says thank you notes. And personalized letters are a lost art and are oh man, are so effective. You are so right, Dylan. Everybody, okay, this is the thing. You want to get to me, you want to make an impact, send me a handwritten note. You know, back in the day, you know, we used to do handwritten notes on a card and mail it, you know, in the U.S. mail with a stamp on it and get in it and you wrote it handwritten. It wasn't typed or it wasn't. Computer generated or whatever. It wasn't just an email. It was actually you took time to do that. No one does it. That's a lost art. So the one that does that, those are people that I always remember. Thank you, Dylan, for saying that. I always remember people that that uh, wrote handwritten wrote uh, handwritten notes because that's a lost art. People, we're so busy and we don't have time to do that. But that's the. That's how you convert just conversations and networking into real viable uh, connections and and hopefully into, you know, business for you because you took that extra time and they look at it like this. If they took the extra time to write this letter or this note to me and put it in the mail and send it to me, they're going to take that kind of effort on my group if I take it to them, if if I take it to that hotel. That's how people think. Right. It's detailed. It's the smallest thing you think. It's a it's a small thing, but it makes a huge difference. Handwritten notes make a huge difference. So there you go. OK, let's see. Who else was I going to mention? I was I going to mention anybody else. Eh, I don't know. Let me just come, let me just finish this first. OK, so ipec is over. So I talked enough about that involuntary, involuntarily bumped on your flight. Now I do have something I need to write, read to you. Hopefully it's still there. Oh, it is. Okay. So, okay. So, um, if you're being, you know, sometimes we're, we fly a lot. If you fly a lot, you're going to experience being bumped or delays or cancellations or whatever. I mean, it's just part of the deal, right? If you fly enough, that's what's going to happen. Um, but sometimes you can, be, you can volunteer to be bumped, like um, the airline is full, right? So airlines are notorious for overbooking, right? That's what they do, okay? Hotels should probably do a little bit more overbooking because that's, you know, and then walk people, <laughs> you know. I mean? which is a, this, that's a different conversation, but it's basically the same thing as airlines overbooking their seats. Right. So that's what they do. Right. Because people cancel, people don't show up uh, and they want to make sure the flights are full. Right. So that's what they do. So in, in the case that that happens, sometimes they will ask you, they say, Hey, we need uh, five volunteers to, to volunteer to, Get off the plane, and we're going to compensate you. You know, we're going to give you five hundred dollar wherever this airline flies. I mean, just using it as an example. So, you five people raise their hands. Five people get, uh, you know, they they leave and they give them their little vouchers or whatever, and everybody's happy and move on. They get them on the next flight, and everything's happy, right? Okay. Now let's just say that same scenario, but the no one raises their hand. Okay. Well, now it goes into involuntary meaning you did not volunteer to get off that plane. Now they're going to just select some people. Okay. I don't know how they do it. They go through the list anyway, or they may just point people out. I don't know. But, um, mention mentioned your name, like, okay, Russell Edmund, Dylan Beaumont, you know, and basically we got to get off the plane, right? Because they're asking us to get off. Well, what are your rights? Okay. You got to fight uh-uh, for your rights, To fly a plane. No, I'm joking. Anyway. uh, (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we didn't volunteer. Dylan and myself and three other people, Lonnie and, and, and a couple other people, Cheryl and who else, uh, um, I don't know, someone else, they ask us to, to leave policy. OK, they asked us to get off the plane. OK, so all of us, all five of us, they ask us to get off the plane because, you know, they selected us to get off. They're bumping us. OK, so we're off the plane. So what are our rights? What are we entitled to? Now, I'm just giving you the basic stuff. Now, if you look more into the Department of Transportation, we'll have a list of everything because this Department of Transportation, I guess, is the governing body for air for the airlines. Okay, so the airlines at the minimum should do the stuff that I'm going to mention. Now, the airlines may do more, but that's on their site. Right. So my uh, I would be I would um, I would um, uh, what am I trying to say? I would ask you to educate yourself on that just in case that does happen to you or when it does happen to you. So. Check out the airlines, you know, their rules or what they're going to give you. And then check out the department of transportation, what the airline should give you or should do for you. So first and foremost, okay. So if you get bumped involuntarily uh, first, the, 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 I can't even speak. Department of transportation requires airlines to give passengers a written statement describing their rights and explaining how the carrier decides who gets on an oversold flight and who does not Second one, if the airline reaccommodates you on a flight that gets you to your final destination within one hour of your original scheduled arrival time, there is no compensation. The third thing, if the alternative flight gets you there between one and two hours later or between one and four hours on an international flight, you should receive an amount equal to 200 percent of your one way fare to your final destination that day or $775 whichever amount is lower. And then finally, if you are if you're more than 2 hours late or 4 hours internationally or if the airline doesn't reaccommodate you at all, you should get 400% of your one-way fare or $1550 whichever amount is lower. The airline must also refund any optional services you paid for like uh, seat, seat selection. So if you paid extra for seat selection, they should reimburse you for that as well. If you don't receive that on an alternative flight. So those are just some basic stuff that you are entitled to that people don't know about. And I would hope that the airlines do at least give you that basic stuff, but you know what? It, sometimes in, in the heat of the moment, they won't give you anything and you gotta, you gotta fight for your rights to fly. Okay. Or to be compensated or recompensated or whatever. So just make sure, you know, your rights of what, you know, what you, what you should receive when you are involuntarily bumped on the plane, meaning you didn't volunteer, they volunteered for you. Okay. So that's what that means. So hopefully that helps somebody. I know it will because there's other stuff is going to be happening. Okay. I just you know, read a couple of things last week that, you know, the thing, the meltdown that Southwest Airlines had and the D- Department of Transportation or whatever their site went down or their um, something went down a couple of weeks ago as well, after the Southwest Airlines meltdown, they basically said stuff is still going to happen. So, you know, get ready. OK. And I always said, you know, always pack your patience when you travel. And if you travel enough, this stuff will happen. OK. It's just it's just part of it. Right. Mechanical issues happen, uh, computer software becomes outdated all of a sudden, and we forgot to, or we didn't take care of it. You know, mechanical issues with, you know, computers as well as, you know, I already said mechanical breakdowns with the planes. Things happen, right? Things do happen, okay? Is it always the airline fault? No, it's not. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, if it happens because the airline didn't take care of certain things, yeah, it is their fault, right? But stuff happens, you travel enough, things will happen. But you know what? It is what it is. And you know, that's the easy thing to say. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. What is blink? Blink, blink 182. No, what is blink? Blink is okay. 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 One of the things that you when you when you go to conferences and conventions and meetings and all that kind of stuff, you know, there's a lot of time to network and talk to people. So and it's sometimes it's good that you don't talk with all the people that you know. Right. You kind of mingle around with people that you don't know. Right. So I was um, this was the first reception. Hold on one second. I, I need a drink. I need a drink of water. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Um, so, you know, I have to tell people that because you can see me taking the water. Right. But the people on, you know, people that are listening on the podcast can't. So I have to make sure I mention to that as well. OK, so sorry about that. All the the, the noise from the microphone and the microphone cord and all that stuff. So, OK, <clears throat> excuse me. OK. And I've been fighting the, uh, 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 the flu. Right. Since I got back from Tennessee, I've been fighting, fighting the flu. And so I've been drinking a lot of water and my, and my throat had became a little parched a little early. I'm not even 30 minutes into this show yet and it's already parched. But anyway, let's move on. So um, what was I saying? Um, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Oh, what is bling? Blink, bling, blink, blink. That's a cue at the end. So, okay. So one thing that I always do is I don't try to talk to the same people or dine with the same people or have a drink with the same people. Right. Uh, because I know those people already. Right. I've already networked with them. Okay. They know me. I know them. And I may say, hello. You know, of course you greet people. Right. But sometimes it's best to just sit at a table where you don't know anyone. So this was the case in point. So I go to these two ladies and I say, Hey, this seat taken. No, no, sit down. Hey, hey, you're Russell. Right. Yeah. I have a name tag. On. Yeah. I'm Russell. Where are you from? All this kind of stuff. All the small talk. Well, in the midst of this conversation, uh, we want to exchange business cards. She didn't have a business card. What she had was this um, thing on her phone. It's called, it was a, it's an app. It's called blink. I didn't know anything about it. I knew about the, you know, you guys probably seen the advertising for the little business cards. Like a. it's like metal. It's like a business card thing. It has a, Embedded a QR code on it, so you just basically tap it to your phone and it basically goes into your thing. well, you pay for that right? and I think it's twenty to fifty dollars right? Well, Blink is a free app that will do the same basically almost the same thing right so it gives you your information it has it has a QR code on there, so you can you know with your um, camera with the other person's camera, they can you know take a picture of it, and it goes to their phone. But not only does it go to their phone, but it gives you their information back, right? So you you can send. I can send it. I can email it. Like I say, if you know someone just you know send a message, like Dylan sent a message. Hey, I don't have your email address. Can you send me your contact information? And and Dylan gave me his his, his email. I can just do it right now from my phone, and Dylan would get my contact information just like that. And it it gives the it gives not only just my my phone number. It has a photo, has my logo on there, has my title. Um, What else? It has all my my contacts for um, um, or uh, what do you call the links for like Instagram and YouTube and and Facebook and all that. All you gotta do is push it on your phone, and it pops up whatever you know, whatever platform it is. I mean, and it's free, right? So I didn't know about it until this lady, and I can't think of her name, but anyway, she you know told me about it. And said and I and I sat there and we kinda did it together. She said, kinda showed me how to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's what Blink is. So it's free. Okay, every salesperson should have it. Everybody totally should have it, right? Because it's easy to download. It's easy to, you know, to, to figure out or to put all your information on there. You can put a photo. That's how you can put your own photo. You can put your photo. You can do your logo, all that kind of stuff. So I, I set mine up. Right. So I saw her the next day and said, Hey, thank you. She's like, Oh, you did it. Yeah. Great. And we did it. You know, that kind of thing. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. So sit with people that you don't know at these conferences, and then found out I didn't know this. Now, maybe this is my own ignorance. It probably is, but we got in this conversation. It was two ladies there. Right. And the, the one lady, the, the two ladies knew each other. I didn't know either one of them. And the one lady says, not the one that told me about blink, but the other lady said, Hey, she raises chickens. You know, just out of the blue random. She raises chickens. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I got chickens. And I said, well, do you need a rooster for the chickens? She said, well, you need a rooster to fertilize the eggs the, the the chickens automatically produce the eggs. I'm like, I don't think I knew that. Right. I thought you had to have a rooster to produce eggs as well as the them. But no, I mean, there's certain chickens that just, just give out eggs. Right. So I'm like, Oh, so how many eggs you get a day? She goes, well, we got four chickens and we give out, they give out two eggs a day. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. She goes, yeah. With the, with the way um egg prices are going. Remember I don't eat meat, so I don't know what the egg prices are cuz I don't buy eggs, right? So um so yeah, she said she started raising chickens. I'm like, "Wow, you learn so much from people when you go to these things, right? If you if you allow yourself to network, really network with people, you can get people's darn life stories in a and in, in quick fast and in, in a hurry. So I just want to share that. So it's it's important that we do sit with people that we don't know because you never know what you're going to learn. I learned, like I said, about the the, the blink. I learned about the chickens. I learned about um, what, what they did as far as their, um, their, they were both meeting planners or both uh, hotel site selection people. And I was able to learn, you know, about their businesses and how they operate their businesses because some of the things that they do, I want to do. I'm going to incorporate. One thing I'm incorporating this year is that I'm charging now for certain services, right? Before the services were free, right? So anybody new that is coming on from 23 on to whenever um, they're going to be charged something to, to um, for me to, to, for them to utilize my services because at the end of the day, this is something that everybody that does what I do, you struggle with, right? That it doesn't matter if you're doing a group of 10 rooms or a thousand rooms, you still have to put in the same amount of work. And what happens when um, they cancel or they say, Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it on our own now. Thanks for your help. Well, now you're sitting there holding the bag, meaning holding, you know, rooms that go nowhere. Now I got to, you know, call up these hotels and cancel or, or whatever the, um, the, the RFPs that I put out was like, Oh, we're not, we have got to cancel the RFPs. No, we're not going to do it now. So, you know, so you got to be compensated for what you know. You got to be compensated for what you do. So, yeah. So moving forward, um, there's going to be a charge for the services. So there you go. If you wanted to know, if you want to know what those services are, or what the charges are, I mean, you got to ask me offline. I'm not going to tell anybody that. Because if I tell someone on this show what the, what my services charges will be, then I'm going to be held to those, Right. Like, no, you said it on this, that this is, you can't go up on those prices. <laughs> so, But yeah, so no, moving forward. Yeah. It's, it's time to charge. And a lot of people are doing that too. And that's one thing about going to an independent planners, educational conference that you learn what other like similar businesses are doing right. And how it's affecting their businesses and affecting them, their livelihood. So, Hey, there you go. Dylan says reasonable cost to offset your efforts. That's fair, yeah, and it's not gouging. It's 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 just fair, right? It's just fair, um, an amount that we're charging that some people will charge for that, right? So, because before we're just relying on the commission from the hotels, just but just remember this: if I'm dealing with an association group, you know, associations could plan ten years out. So, say I plan this association for, you know, for ten years from now, or five years from now. I don't get paid until that group actually comes in and actualizes. So if that's five years, that's when I'll get paid, right? If That's three years. If that's 10 years, whatever. My kids will be collecting the money. You know what I mean? So, so there you go. So that's some of the things that we talk about. Some of the things that we learn and we get together and discuss. And so, yeah, so it's always good to, to talk to different people, to get, Different perspectives on what they're doing and how they're running their businesses. So there you go. See, there you go. Quick thank yous. So okay. So I mentioned this, Nadia Mohammed. She's with Experience Carolina. I'm sorry, Experience Columbia, which is in South Carolina. Okay, so I met her at IPAC. She's the only one right now, I and I checked my emails before. That has actually responded, or not responded, but said, Hey, followed up and said, Hey, you know, it's nice meeting you. Thank you for the appointment. Blah, 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 blah. Here's more information on South Carolina, on Columbia specifically. She's the only one that has, okay? And I'm, I'm waiting to see out of 20, I think I had 22 appointments, how many people will respond? What will be the percentage of someone that will follow up with me, the people that I met with? Because My last show that I went to, uh, out of 20 20 plus appointments, uh, how many people responded? Uh, It was like, it was less than 70%. It was less than 70% of the people that responded. So it should be 100%. If you meet with somebody, it should be 100%. That's why you're there. You're there to meet with somebody, right? You're there to meet. You're there to, to follow up. And you have to continue that or start that relationship and continue it. You remember, you don't get business on the first try. Okay. It just doesn't happen. Okay. You have to work for it. But if you don't know what this person's doing, if you don't know when this person sent out their RFPs or, or what the process is of that, if you don't know all those things, you're not interested in what that person's doing, then it's never going to work. Okay. So, so just follow up. That's what it comes down to. It comes out to ROI. What is the return on your investment? So what is your, does your do director still ask for trip reports and all that kind of stuff? Well, who'd you meet with? Um, so what's the next step? I mean, when I was a director of sales, I mean, you bet that they came back and I needed a trip report. I needed to know exactly what they were doing because I want to make sure one, that they're doing, what they're supposed to do. And then two, is this trip worth it? Or is there, or should we do another one? You know, is there some other ones that will maybe, you know, bring us more return. So there you go. So, but thank you, IPEC. Appreciate you. And thank you, Nadia Muhammad Experience Columbia, South Carolina. Appreciate you for uh sending me the email. And I just have to respond back to her. And then thank you to Miss Tina Zasadi. She's is the assistant director of sales at the Garland Hotel in Noho. Where's Noho? NoHo is North Hollywood. That's North Hollywood, California. See, the sign says Hollywood up above me. So north of that, I guess that would be that way. North of that sign, (laughs) on the other side of that sign is North Hollywood, right? So Hollywood is from that sign, you know, going, what is that, south, okay? North Hollywood is over the hill. North Hollywood is considered being in the valley, the San Fernando Valley, okay? So there's a hotel called the Garland Hotel that Tina works at. So Tina uh, helped me with this, this, um, I needed some rooms. Okay. A client of mine that I've been doing business with for some years. Um, she calls me and says, Hey, I, you know, I have my clients need some rooms for the Grammys. They're coming for the Grammys. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So where do they want to stay? And she mentioned the Garland because she loves the Garland. I love the Garland. I said, okay. And she mentioned Garland in some other hotels. I said, well, I happen to have, a contact at the Garland, okay, which is Tina's society, okay, so I call Tina, and say, um, hey, I need these. I need some rooms, blah, 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 well, it started off with like five rooms, okay, just five rooms, but they're staying like, five rooms, and they're staying like, five and six nights a piece, okay, that's pretty good, okay, whatever, and so she was able to give me, a she was able to give me a, a rate that I can only equate to, a Russell of hotels rate, right, it's a special rate, it was lower than the bar rate. Right. So um, and it's all because of the relationship T- Tina and I have. I'm going to get back in. I'm going to get into the relationship a little in a couple minutes. So she's able to give me this rate. So I, I you know, in turn, give it to my clients. Say, hey, this is the rate. Oh, that's great. And blah, blah, blah. So, of course, the clients are looking around. Right. The, cl- the My clients, clients are looking around and they want another hotel. Right. And I said, they're not going to be able to get that same rate at that other hotel. Oh, no, they know somebody there. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, they're going to get it. So, okay, so the five rooms, okay, so I'm still good with the five rooms, but this was a five, a, another five rooms, right? So now we're in group territory. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Okay, so they're going to require, the hotel's going to require that we do a group contract for this. Well, we don't want to do a group contract. Uh, we just, because every individual's coming on their own, they have all different dates, and they want to, pay on their own, which you can still do that with a group, but it can be kind of convoluted and, and screwy. So Tina was very accommodating. She did more things than I probably would have done in her position. Right. So that's why I'm thinking her. So I appreciate Tina for what she did and how she did it. And we got it taken care of finally. And it had no, it was no fault of mine or uh, the hotels or Tina's. It was more on the client's clients, the client's client and how they were so indecisive with everything, thinking they can get a, a better rate at another hotel. And guess what? They weren't able to. Um, they call at the last minute. Hey, does Russell still have those rooms for us? Like, so just remember this, okay? Just remember this. When there's a big event coming into town, because remember, rates are based on supply and demand, and it's it's based on history. Based on what's going on in the area, what was going on in the area before? So, if the Grammys was there the previous year here in L.A., okay, so hotels are going to raise their rates, right, to accommodate for the for the influx of people that they know are coming for the Grammys, right? So they're going to raise their rate, just like when the Super Bowl comes in, they raise their rates. Any kind of major situation or Historically, it may not be major for the city, but it could be major for that particular area. Right. So um, the Grammys is not a citywide convention. It's not a citywide thing. It doesn't affect every hotel in, you know, the greater, you know, L.A. area. The Super Bowl does. OK, so that's a bigger event. But the Grammys does affect those higher end hotels, your 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 West Hollywoods. Your your Beverly Hills, you know, your West L.A., All those hotels, your Brentwoods, all those hotels will be Santa Monica. They will have higher rates. Right. So I know this. Right. So and I told my client, I said, they're not going to be able to get the rate that I'm able to get them. There's no way. When I said, okay, well, I'm just going to move forward with the raise the rooms you already gave me. So we already made the reservations for the the five rooms she gave me. This was an additional five. And then they call back like yesterday or two days ago it was over the weekend she's blowing up my phone over the weekend and well can you do this can you get them in now they want to come in now I'm like and I was just like I was just acting like uh, well I don't know it's gonna be tough right I don't know well Tina Harry give me a kind of date to you know like I can have these rooms in by a certain date right so I knew that but the client didn't know that right so I kind of played kind of not hardball, but just kind of, well, I'll see what I can do. It's going to be tough, but, uh, mm. but that's why you get paid for what you, you know, that's why, um, when I mentioned a little while ago that, um, as a, uh, as a hotel site selection person, um, we need to get paid compensated for what we know and what we do. See, this is one of those situations where my client called me because she knew that I can get the rate for her. Right. I, she knew that I can get a, a a better rate that she could get on her own. So that's why you call people like me. I and I told her I said I wouldn't be Russell of Hotels if I couldn't get a good rate for you. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, pat myself on the back. But I mean, but that's true though. I mean, the years of of of, you know, making contacts and and bringing business to to certain hotels and things like that. That's what gets people to where they are where they can call people up and say, Hey, I got this group coming in, or I have these people coming in. And, um, as long as you're honest with them, they'll be honest with you. They say, okay, we can do that. I mean, Oh, Russell's a, a you know, a person of his word cause he's helped me out before cause it's helping out the hotel too. Right. So there you go. So I was able to, we we're able to get all the, the, those, uh, my clients, clients into the hotel and it's all done and confirmation numbers have already been out and done. So it's done. So thank you, Tina, for that. Tina used to work for me back in the day at Sportsman's Lodge. And one thing, and I mentioned this earlier, I did a live earlier. One thing about Tina, Tina was a go-getter, right? So Tina one time asked me, this is what she asked me. She said, um, as a salesman, she said, I need to make more money. That's what she, you know, I was a director of sales and marketing at that time. And she said, I need to make more money. And I said, well, you need to go to another hotel. And and I I didn't mean to come off like that, but I I, I kind of had to explain what I meant by that. I said, the hotel can only pay a certain amount of money for that for that the position that you have, right? So what I'm saying is it's time for you to go. You can make what you want to make, but it may not be at that hotel that you're working in. So you have to be open to move around. And I, and I use the example of me at that time. I think I may have been to uh, maybe 12 or 13 hotels. Right. So I said, you know why I, I've been to 12 hotels? And she goes, why? I said, because I figured out a long time ago that the more I moved, the more money I could make. Well, she goes, what do you mean by that? And I said, okay, hotels will year over year, give you like a, what is it? two and a half, three 3% you know, increase uh, a cost of living increase is what they call it, I believe. So there's only so much they're going to give you, right? They're not going to give you like eight to 10% every year, you know, just because for kicks and giggles. Um, So I figured that out. So I'm like, well, if the more I move around, I'm going to get a bump of, you know, eight to 10% opposed to two to maybe 4%, maybe 4%. Most of the time it was like three and a half percent. So, so I figured that out I said, well, that's just simple economics. So if I move around, um, I'm going to get make, I'll make more money. And that's what I did. So, and I, and I told her, I said, okay, I, I'm gonna start giving you more responsibility so you can see exactly, you know, so when you take that next step, you'll be able to put all this stuff on your resume. Right. So that's what I did. So I gave, I started giving her more responsibility and at one point at, at that point, you know, she got to, I think I, I was already gone, but she called me and said, Hey, I'm about to take this position. She goes, what do you think about this position at this particular hotel? I said, I think that's great. I think you're ready for it. I think let's do it. So she went at, went for it and she got it. You know what I mean? So those are the things. And I think Tina, Tina by far was probably one of the, um, She was a go-getter. Okay. So if she wanted, like I said, she wanted to make more money. She knew what she had to do to do it. Right. And she did everything she had to do to make that more money. It just didn't involve staying at that hotel. She had to take that leap of faith because she had been there over 10 years. She had worked from, uh, worked her way up from like a, I think a a front desk clerk and, and eventually got into a sales coordinator and became a sales manager. Right. So she had done everything she could do at that hotel. So it was time for her to go. And sometimes people, we don't, we don't think of it like that. We, you know, we want to do everything at that same hotel. Well, no, that's not how it works. You have to move around. So there you go. So she did. And I thank you, Tina. I mean, that was a long story. and uh, But I love telling stories like that because I appreciate people and the hard work they put in. And she helped me out. So she gave that Russell of hotels rate without even knowing it was a Russell of hotels rate. So there you go. Thank you again, Tina society. So Let's move forward because man, I'm spending a lot of time talking here. Mm -mm -mm. Three things I always talk about. Be intentional, make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Be you be represented because your representation matters or my representation matters. It matters that, Uh, People that look like me do shows like this, have the experience in hospitality and not afraid to to talk about it. Right. So, like I said, this show is based on a lot of stuff I talk about is based on my own experiences. Right. Um, So there you go. So if you have a lot of experiences, then you need to tell people, share it with people, because we want people. I'm talking about this stuff. I'm sharing this information for the next people that are coming, the next wave of people, whoever they are or that are coming into this industry because I think we need to do a better job of marketing and branding ourselves, especially if you could, if if you're in a position where, you know, you can help people get in the industry. I think that we need to do more of that. I think hotel companies need to do far more than what they're doing now. I think, um, I think we're missing the boat. I think we're missing that boat. The boat is sailed. It's not sailed, but it's, 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 it's a little bit from the shore. You know, It needs to come back a little. OK. And get some more people and take it. But um, but, yeah, we need to do more, more marketing for people to let, to let people know that this is a viable industry. That's what I'm trying to say. Am I clear on that? <sighs> Who's your best advocate? Your best advocate is you. Only you. Only you can be you no one can be you but you you ever heard that no one can be you but you there's a song okay no one could be you but you so um you're your best brand advocate okay so just make sure you're putting out the stuff you got to put the stuff out about me russell of hotels right so if i'm not doing it no one else is going to do it right if no one knows about russell of hotels it's my own fault so that's why i post things i i do lives i do this show they all help in your brand development and brand awareness, okay, and let people know what you do and how you can help them. So there you go. So you are your brand your best brand advocate. Do 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 and what are you doing to stay relevant? So there's a lot of things that I do to stay relevant, and you see, well, the show is one thing, but you know, um, posting things, doing lives, all that stuff. Um, what is the quote of the day? And I did this quote the other day, but I'm gonna do it again. I create content for hotel brands that keep them top of mind and potential guests like you informed. Okay. So you may not have known about the, the Garland hotel that I just spent so much time talking about because Tina, my girl is the uh, assistant director sales there. Okay. You may not even heard about it. Um, But so my job is to talk about it, right? My job is to post things about it. When I go to a hotel, you're going to know I'm at that hotel because I'm going to make it my office of the day. I'm going to post it. I'm going to do lives from that hotel. So it helps two things out. It helps out the hotel because it gives them a better brand identity and it helps out you, Joe Consumer, or Jill Consumer, um, because now you know another hotel that, uh, you know what? I didn't know about that hotel. Maybe I can stay there the next time I'm in that North Hollywood area, or maybe I can stay at that hotel, at the airport that he showed. So it's two things. It helps two different parties out It's B2B B and B2C. Okay. Business to business and business to customer or business to potential customer or client. So that's what I try to do. Right. Or well, that's what I do. I don't try to do anything. That's what I do. So, and then with that, you said, what do I do? So these are some of the things that I do. No music with it, but I'm the brand who helps your brand, right? What do I do and how I can help? You always want to make sure you let people know that. Hospitality personality, that's what I do. That's what I am. I'm a content creator. I do sales training for general managers. Um, I'm not sure what that last one even said. You know what I mean? What was that? But anyway, so those are things that I do, and those are some of the, the, I guess, um, acknowledgements that I receive. And my hotel... Check this out. And I do not own the rights to this song, okay? This is the whole old hotel theme song, right? So this is the Peabody Hotel that I stayed in uh, last week in Memphis, Tennessee. Right downtown Memphis. So if you're ever in Memphis, Tennessee, need a place to stay, I would definitely stay at the Peabody. Not to mention the Ducks. Now that's a that's a whole nother show. Whole other reason to stay there. But I'm just gonna show you a little bit of it. I love that music, and it goes with the video. That's just the outside. You didn't need to see all that. But um but yeah, so that's the hotel that I've stayed at in in Memphis. It's called the Peabody. Um historical's been there forever. Uh they do this, they have these you have to look it up. I'm not gonna explain, but it has to do with the ducks, right? So I've known about this hotel for years. And I said, I wanna go there. I wanna stay at the hotel. And I got the opportunity because of IPEC. So thank you, IPEC, for introducing me to the Peabody. And I was I was um I was not disappointed. I even got an upgrade. I was on the um, executive floor. Um, uh, one of the 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 agents, the desk agent, asked me, "Had I been at have I had I been at the hotel before?" I said, "No, this is my first time." And I said, "Hey, you know, what do you think about you know? Can I get a you know? Can I get an upgrade or something like that?" I kind of threw that out there, and he did. He upgraded me to the executive floor, and you know, you have access to. They they serve you breakfast. They have. Or derbs and drinks at, you know, in the evening. Um, And they have snacks 24 hours a day. They have snacks there. They have sodas, uh, juices, flavored waters, um, you know, the little granola snack bars, chips, uh, nuts. And I, I eat. Uh, peanuts and almonds all the time, and they had a whole basket full of. Not that I took the whole basket, I just took one or two. Okay, but they had cookies, like fresh baked cookies, every night. I didn't eat the cookies because I'm sure they were made with butter and eggs, and I don't eat that. But they had so much stuff. And the guy, when he, when he, before he told me, he said, "You can have snacks all day long." I was like, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." And I, do you think I didn't? Yes, I did. So no, thank you. His name was Maricus. Marikas. And I took care of Marikas too. So, so for people that say, Oh, good. Did you take care of it? I sure did. I, uh, I got a card from the hotel, a handwritten card, I, I, a card and I hand wrote in the card. Thank you very much. I appreciate, um, you know, the hospitality because hospitality is the feeling that you get from person to person. Right. So he gave me that feeling of hospitality and, I had to I had to you know, I had to send him a, I had to give him a gratuity for that. So, yeah. So take care of the people to take care of you. Right. So don't forget to take care of people. Right. So Marikas, you ever at the Peabody, you want to go see Marikas because Marikas is going to take care of you. So there you go. Um, we're winding down. Increased social media engagement, consistency add value. So meaning you got to do it more than one time, right? You got to constantly do it and be creative, right? Use different platforms Don't just use the same platform, add value, making sure you, someone gets something out of what you're doing or what you're saying and then be authentic, be you, you know, be silly. If you're silly, be silly. Okay. Do things that are off the cusp, you know, but, but still keep it professional. Okay. You know, it's okay to lie. Like, here on this show, I laugh a lot, right? Because that's me. That's my personality. That's my authentic personality. So make sure you do that. You do that. So once you know those three things, what are some of the tools you can use? I use stories, a lot of stories on Instagram, and I do reels and lives, okay? So now um, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram, but I'm going to start transitioning over more, doing more on YouTube, okay? Because I think that's where my audience is, and then YouTube and LinkedIn, so a lot more things. And why YouTube? YouTube is because it's easy. Um, the videos that you do in YouTube are they're instantly MP4s, so meaning you can take that file and apply it anywhere. The stuff on Instagram is harder to do. You got to go through all this other stuff to get it done, right? So it's it's a lot easier for me. Um, so you do what you do, but it's easy for me. You do what you do. Okay, real quick. Uh, who's hiring? Hotel and I don't know how you pronounce this. It says per L A or per la. I don't know. I'm gonna say per L A. Hotel per per L A. That's P E R and then a space and then L A. So is that per la? Okay, I don't know per L A. Anyway, whatever it is, you you know what I'm talking about. It's downtown L A. They're looking for an event service manager. The Hilton Garden Inn in El Segundo. They're looking for a director of sales. Sofitel, which is over there by the Beverly Center. So it kind of borders uh, LA and Beverly Hills. They're looking for a director of banquets. And the Courtyard by Marriott LAX, where I used to work. I, I was the director of sales and marketing there. I opened up that hotel. I reflagged it as a Marriott. Uh, they're looking for a general manager. As far as non-meat eats, I did not... I And I hate to say this, but... Um, I didn't really get a, I mean, I had some things, you know, there was some, I think there was a vegan pasta they served uh, during IPEC, but you know, Memphis is not a, a vegan town, although they did have some vegan restaurants, but I didn't get a chance to partake in those. But so I had to, you know, you just have to make do with what they have. So if they had, they had fried green tomatoes though. Okay. So I, I must've ate, I don't know, 100 fried green tomatoes So I don't want any more tomatoes right now Okay, but yeah, so I did eat that And of course they had french fries Okay, and they had salad So, you know, okay, so there you go Um, Three P's Purpose Passion Perseverance Purpose, know why you do what you do Passion, either you have it or you don't If you don't have passion for what you're doing You know what you should do? Find something else to do perseverance, be consistent, continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. Remember we swerve on air with Russell of hotels. We don't pivot. Uh, you know, the difference is one pivoting. You're already in the crap. You're already in it. Okay. And you just, Oh my God, I gotta go this way. I gotta swerving. You see the crap in the horizon, And my mom told me I shouldn't use the word crap. (laughs) You see the stuff in the horizon and you swerve around it to miss the stuff. Okay, so see, I'm listening to you, mom. So so that's what the difference is between swerving and pivoting. So that is it. You know, that's it. Let me just give you my information here. Uh, this is how you can get a hold of me. This is where I am. I'm on every social media platform, specifically LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, at Russell of Hotels or Russell L Edmond is my last name, E D M O N D. My website is Russell of com. And you can email me at Russell at Russell of com. Or you can just slide into my DMs, slide into my DMs, or instant message me instant message me or whatever you want to do, but I'm out there. If you can't find me, that's because you ain't looking for me. So, but anyway, you guys have a great day. I appreciate you guys joining on air with Russell of hotels. You guys have a great week and I'll see you next week for show number. Was it one ninety
0: five. Peace. Thank you for joining on air with Russell of hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 PM. As we talk to other hospitality professionals, your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.